Hello again there, mamas, and welcome back to the Mamas Partnering with God podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about a little bit easier of a topic than what I have been talking about. It's not as deep. It's more practical. Things that you can start now, you can implement into your life right now as soon as you hear it to make your life easier, not as stressful, give you back some of that time that you feel like you've lost when it comes to cleaning. Because I mean, who really enjoys cleaning, right? Oddly, because of these systems, <laughs> I've actually become quite fond of cleaning just because I really enjoy the clean house and the feeling that it gives me. And I know that if I do these systems the way I think they should be done, then there's less stress on me. I don't have to do as much. It's like 15 seconds compared to 15 minutes of work. And I prefer the less time. I don't know about you, but I know that's the way I enjoy it. So with that being said, let's dive into today's topic, which is three systems that I use to keep a house clean throughout the week. Welcome to the Mamas Partnering with God podcast. I am your host, Molly Bunnell, mom, wife, and Jesus lover. And this is where we tackle life struggles with the help and guidance from God. In this podcast, you will find God-led solutions through partnering with God in your life. My mission is to equip you with the tools that will bring you closer to God, allowing you to find faith, hope, and peace so that you can tackle marriage, motherhood, and finances with ease. It can be so easy to let the world run your life, but what do you get from that? Pain? Heartache? Struggle? But with God as your solution and creating a God-led lifestyle, hope, joy, and peace are just knocking at your door. So, if you're ready to finally team up with God, doing things in His strength instead of your own, you better turn that Mickey Mouse on for your kids and plug in those headphones, Mama, so we can go partner with God. Alrighty, so like I said, today we're going to be talking about the three systems that I use to keep my house clean on a weekly basis. Now, this doesn't include like deep cleaning that I have started to implement into my strategy, but <laughs> I haven't quite gotten into it since I decided to start this in my third uh, trimester of pregnancy. And let me tell you, when I first decided I was going to do this, I went all out doing it all in one day. And <laughs> needless to say, I could not finish the work that I needed to do. So I'm like, maybe I should just take a pause on the really deep cleaning stuff and worry about that after the baby comes when I have more energy and <laughs> I'm not like huffing and puffing all around the house trying to clean my house and push through the pain and yeah it it was not fun let's just say I didn't sleep through the night because my back was killing me after that day I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about <laughs> um but I figured that this would be a good topic to talk about since we have been going through a lot of deep stuff here lately, mindset struggles and all of the pain and heartache that can come with um, partnering with God and realizing the things that you're doing and the mindset that you're in 
and sometimes it can just be really stressful. So I figured I'd go a little lighter today and talk about these systems. Plus, we're all moms, so I mean, who doesn't need a few tips here and there on how to maybe keep your house a little cleaner than it, you have it? And maybe you've been looking for something like this and... I'm finally bringing it to you or you're stumbling across it or something so then it's less of a search. It's just like, oh, hey, here it is. And maybe you already have great systems. I know that was me, but I still listen to a podcast that's about creating great systems in your life and in your business and all of that kind of stuff. And I'll take the tips and tricks and add them into my systems that I already have because maybe sometimes they're better. If they're not, then I just listen to them because it's fun to hear other people's points of view when it comes to cleaning. I'm weird like that. <laughs> and I love it. But it's not just about cleaning and keeping a clean house when it comes to cleaning to me. When I clean, it's to create a sense of peace in my house because I don't know about you, but when it comes to stress, a lot of it can be amplified by how dirty my house is like I just sit there and go I have no energy whatsoever but my house is just a mess it's terrible and that's the only thing that's on my mind plus I'm stressing out about whatever it is at the time because you know it's just a roller coaster of what you're stressing about <laughs> on what day um but I just figured that cleaning is more, like I said, it's more than just having a clean house. It's having a clean mind, a clean spirit. It allows you to not focus on all of this stuff that you have to do. And I know once I finally figured out a routine to keep my house clean on a weekly, daily basis, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> And normally my days would just consist of cleaning and then working on my business, but I have gotten these routines down so well that I don't have as much to clean. It's great, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, now I gotta find some more hobbies to do so that I'm not going, okay, what am I gonna do today? Because I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but it's also about productivity. Um, and having good time management so that I can have time to do these other things that I want to do, like create this podcast and build a business and do things for the Lord and for my family, which I am so super excited about. Now that it's summer, we can be going outside more often and not be stuck in the house, which I am so tired of being in the house. This girl's got cabin, cabin fever, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um... Okay, so that's why I decided to create this episode because I figured it would be really good for those of you who needed a little bit lighter of a topic and to help generate some productivity and great time management skills and help you through, I don't know if you need a system or not, but just help you to get that sense of peace and joy in your house and not have to stress over the cleaning because I know what that's like. Okay, so now to move on to the more practical, light, 
topics, easy tips that I said I was going to bring you. Um, the first one that I absolutely love is called the one touch rule. Now I use it with my dishes. You can use it with almost anything and I absolutely love it. So I learned about this in, on a coaching course that I took a couple years ago and it was like eye-opening. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. It's so true. It's so like a duh thing, but it's something that I never really thought about until she put it into this point of view for me. So what this is, is you literally only want to touch something once. So for instance, when you have a dirty dish, instead of setting it in the sink dirty, rinse it off, put it in the dishwasher right away, and it's done. Like that literally took 15 seconds compared to the 15 minutes it would have taken to re-wet down all your dishes, rinse them off, put them in your dishwasher. I mean, maybe you don't rinse your dishes. I'm weird like that. I like my dishes to be rinsed before I put them in the dishwasher because I don't trust the fact that my dishwasher will be able to get all of the nastiness off of there. Plus, I don't use my dishwasher for cleaning like that. I use it more as a disinfectant. So the less it has to work in getting all that icky, dirty junk off of it, then the less it has to focus on that. It can actually focus on getting it hot and sanitizing it and all that stuff. And maybe that's just my brain. <laughs> I don't know the logic behind that. I do not have any science proof behind what it is that I say. I'm just, like I said, I'm weird like that. I like my dishes to be rinsed before I put them in the dishwasher. And, um, especially if the dishwasher is not going to be ran on a daily basis. Now, when I first started this rule, I made it to where I would only like, not only I would wash the dishes at night. So after everyone had eaten their food for supper time, we'd rinse our dishes, put them in the dishwasher, and then I would wait until after I showered so that my dishwasher didn't take all the hot water. <laughs> and then we would run the dishwasher through the night. Plus then in the morning, it was done. I didn't have to wait for it. All I had to do was put it away and then the dishwasher was ready for the next load. And it's so amazing how much easier and quicker it has become of a process because I don't wait until there's a huge pile of dishes in my sink to do them. Plus, I've never really enjoyed that look. It's always kind of made me stress out because I hate doing dishes. I hate the dirty, greasy feeling that I get on my fingers. And the amazing thing is when I do it this way, I rarely ever get that feeling on my fingers. I'm like, okay, yep, this is my way of doing dishes from now on. It's a lot easier, it's a lot quicker, and it's not as stressful. <laughs> now when someone comes over, like my dad did today, 
and uses a bowl or something and he just sets it in the dishwasher and I'm like yeah I'll sit here and talk a little bit nope I gotta do that dish I can't just let it sit in the sink <laughs> that's how much of a routine it's gotten into me because then like I said that food doesn't dry on there I can rinse it off in like three seconds throw it in the dishwasher and it's ready to go now, because I am trying to not run my dishwasher every single night so I can save a little bit of money when it comes to um, electricity, because that's how my water is ran. I don't actually have a water meter because I have my own well, um, but it also saves money with not having to use as much detergent. I don't really know how much money, but I mean, a little bit goes a long way, right? <laughs> so I have started to back off running it every single night unless it's full enough that in the morning I cannot put dishes in it so that's my new rule when it comes to dishes that if I cannot put another dish in it in the morning then I'm not going to um, I'm not going to not wash them that night so say I wake up in the morning and there's enough dishes or there's enough room for the breakfast dishes, then I will put them in there and I will start it in the morning and unload it at noon. So then I, again, don't have to stress over waiting for it. I just know. And then once they're done, I pull it out right away and it's ready for the next go around. It has made my life so much easier. I mean, it took me doing the one-touch rule. I don't think I would have been able to get into that system and routine had I not done the whole process of loading the dishwasher every single day, washing them at nighttime, unloading them in the morning. I got into that routine long enough that now, as soon as the dishwasher is done, I can easily unload the dishwasher without stressing over it because there'd be times before when I wouldn't get the dishwasher unloaded and then it would take days until I would get it unloaded so that I could add dishes to it which I mean it's okay to have days like that we're human it's gonna happen we're gonna have busy times in our lives like if you have children that are in sports or you're gone for the weekend or something like that or you just decide that you're gonna leave your house for the day and don't come back until midnight I'm like okay well I guess the dishes aren't getting done until tomorrow which is okay <laughs> but most of the time on a daily basis I have my dishes done and it just makes me feel so much better it's less stress on me because then it's like well who's gonna do the dishes nobody likes to do the dishes but if you just do it this way and it becomes habit and routine you literally have to do like two dishes and you're done there <laughs> my husband I was like you know what I'm gonna add this rule so that you actually get the dishes done too I'm going to add Whoever puts a dish in the sink, who is the first one to start putting dirty dishes in the sink, has to do the rest of the dishes for the rest of the day. <laughs> when I actually implemented that on him, he's like, okay, yep, not going to do that anymore. And he's now rinsing his dish, putting it away, and then he goes on about his day. I mean, it literally takes 15 seconds. And if you get your whole family on board, 
it's amazing how quickly things can get done. Okay, so that's my first one. Um, I also want to touch on the one touch rule though. It doesn't have to just be with dishes. It can also be with like an email or text messages or um, even your mail for that matter. Anything. You just, you can't open it unless you're going to actually take action to complete the transaction, whatever that may be. Like if you're opening a text messages, I know I'm not the only one who will open a text message and then forget to respond. So if you don't plan on responding to the text message, don't open it. I know it's so hard to do for some people because you have to get rid of that notification or you have to read what it is and then you just don't feel like responding. I mean, there are also some text messages where you're just like, I don't want to respond to that. But 90% of the time, it's we are busy doing something. We look at the text message, regardless of the fact that we don't have time to actually answer it. And then it gets forgotten about. So if you don't have time to do it, don't open it. That like blew my mind when my coach told me that. I was like, oh my gosh. And it's totally changed the way I do things. Granted, there is a cheat on Facebook. When you're in the DMs, if you open something, you can mark as unopened, just like you can with emails, which kind of makes it a little easier. But (laughs) I've noticed that if I look at it and then mark it as unopened again, I still don't go back and look at it. I'm like, oh, I've already read that. I don't know if I really want to respond to that. Or I'm just like, yeah, I've read that. But I still don't have time to respond to that because it's at a time again I'm looking when I don't have time. (laughs) So I definitely have to have my designated times when to open up my DMs and actually respond to those. Um, So yeah. That's my rant on the one-touch rule. I mean, it's not really a rant, but I love it. I love the one-touch rule. It has made such a difference in my um, productivity and being just, I don't know, able to get things done on a timely manner rather than just forgetting about it and letting it build up and then not having time to do the whole build up, but you got to make time for it. Otherwise it stresses you out and it's, it's just a never ending cycle. And I'm sure you have a lot of those loops if you're anything like I am. (laughs) Okay. So the second thing I want to touch on is laundry. I know a lot of people, not myself included, (laughs) have so many clothes that they can go weeks without doing laundry. But if you think about that, yeah, maybe you don't have to do your laundry, but if you have that many clothes that you can go that long without doing laundry, when it is time to do laundry, you're so overwhelmed with how many loads you have to do that it either just gets pushed off or not folded. Like it'll just sit in the laundry basket and not folded. So one thing that I've always done, which I have always done this because I don't have that many clothes. I can go a week 
with my pants and underwear, which you probably didn't want to know that, but with my pants, my underwear, and my socks, I can go a week, maybe two if I'm lucky, and then I have to do laundry or I'm out of everything. And yeah, I'm not about to be the one who rewears underwear and socks because I'm out of laundry. So <laughs> instead, what I will do is do my laundry every single week. I have a designated week where I do my, or week, designated day where I will do my laundry and my daughter's laundry and it's two loads. That's it. It makes it so much easier with folding them and putting them away right away. I'm not going to say I'm perfect about it because there are times that it gets done later on in the night and then I forget or I'm just too exhausted to actually fold them so they just stay in the laundry basket. Can't say I'm proud of those moments because it still bugs me. It's like when you have your dirty dishes that are overflowing. Plus then my laundry basket is full of clean clothes, which means my dirty clothes have to go on the floor and yeah, <laughs> I digress. If you can't tell, I don't really enjoy having dirty clothes and dirty dishes laying around. Does that mean my house is spotless? Heck no. It looks lived in. That's how clean my house is. It still looks lived in. <laughs> um, but if you do your laundry every week, folding them is so much easier. And getting it completed, like I said, is so much easier. Um, I know you might question, well, you don't have enough clothes to separate into colors and whites and darks and all this kind of stuff, which I don't do it that way. I have done that in the past, but again, I don't have enough clothes to do that. So what I do is I separate my clothes by texture because, um, and I actually learned this from Jordan Page, who does the same exact thing. And I've heard on another podcast by Chelsea Moore that she does the same thing as well. But when you separate it by texture, and I forget, I'd have to look it up to know the exacts on it, but they're either the thicker the texture, the more the soap absorbs it. So those clothes get clean compared to the other textures. Um, or if it's the opposite, but when you put your soap in the, I said dishwasher, I'm going back to the dishes now. No, <laughs> when you put your soap in the washing machine, if you have two different textures. One of the texture will absorb the soap more rather than allowing all of your clothes to get clean. So some of your clothes will get clean, but not all of them. And that's not exactly what you want. I mean, if you still want to separate them by color, go ahead, have at it. I know there are some people that that's so ingrained in them. That's going to be what it is, but I like to do less laundry. <laughs> So I like this system because nine times out of 10, the clothes that I have that I wear on the daily basis, on a weekly basis 
are all the same texture. Most of the time it's all cotton or a little bit of polyester here because that's the kind of clothes that I wear. I don't wear a lot of fancy um, like chiffon clothing or the silk clothing or stuff like that. It's mostly cotton and polyester and stuff like that. So the textures are all the same. Now my jeans, my jeans are different. I will wash my jeans. So when I separate my clothes, the way I separate them is jeans and shirts or pants and shirts, because if I just do jeans, <laughs> I only own one pair of nice jeans. So I don't own a lot of them. <laughs> so when I wash my jeans, I just do all pants together, which isn't exactly the whole texture thing, but at the same time, it's thicker material. Most of the time, like your sweatpants are and that kind of thing. And so it's still kind of, at least in my head, does the same thing with how much it will absorb of the soap and actually get things clean. So that's how I will separate things out is I will have my pants and my shirts. And then when I get new clothes, I do not wash them that way at all because you never know if they're gonna bleed. So I usually wash them together with colors, light colors. So then I don't have to worry about them bleeding into each other. Now, <laughs> I bought some maternity pants and they're like the jeggings. So they're like jeans and I washed them and I thought they were fine. <laughs> and then I washed them with some underwear that were white and they turned blue. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should wash these again in hot water so I can get the die out of them and continue to wash the way I normally do it. I just made myself laugh because I don't usually do that kind of stuff. And the fact that this one happened, I'm like, oh my gosh. But, and this is a little off topic, but these pants, these maternity pants are so bad with stains. They literally have stained the, it's either white or tan or an in-between color leather of my car like the seat of my car is stained where my pants slide on it all the time I'm like oh my gosh these pants are terrible if you can't tell that's how cheap they are <laughs> um but anyways I'll get off of that topic <laughs> just definitely make sure that you wash your new clothes separately with the light colors so you don't have to worry about um, the dye getting into your other clothes. Now, all my clothes are pretty much older, so I don't have to worry about the dye <laughs> until I buy new clothes, obviously. Um, but that's how I'm able to get away with the doing it by texture rather than by color. And... Like I said, other than when I buy brand new clothes, I've never really had an issue with it. It's not made any issues or difference with the way that my clothes get cleaned or anything like that. Now, if you disagree, then you, you can keep doing it your own way. But this is also my, like, I love doing it this way. So then I don't have to worry about doing as much laundry. Um, another thing you can do is get smaller laundry baskets like one load laundry baskets so that when that um 
laundry basket is full, you know you need to throw it in the, di in the dishwasher. My goodness. <laughs> in the washing machine. And you can just get it done right then and there. <laughs> I can't believe I'm still saying dishwasher. I hope you know that if I accidentally say dishwasher instead of washing machine, you know which machine I'm talking about. Because <laughs> who knows? You know, with pregnancy, brain just makes your brain go crazy. Plus, I always sometimes tend to get those two mixed up because my brain's just like, okay, which machine am I going for again? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So then the third thing that I like to do is my daily pickup routine and like this is pretty much just putting putting things away where they go after you're done using them so kind of like it's pretty much the same thing as the one touch rule but it's like when your kids are done playing with one toy put it away and let another toy come out. Do I do that with my daughter? No, I make her clean up all of her toys at one time at the end of the night and then in the middle of the day too. Like whenever she's about to go to sleep, she puts her toys away. So at nap time and at bedtime. Um, but the things that I use, I like to just kind of put it into my routine where as I am transitioning from doing one thing to the next, I clean up that space. So when I'm working, like right now, I've got my keyboard and my mouse completely off in weird locations that I normally wouldn't be <laughs> since I'm recording this podcast. Instead of down where um, the little pull-out drawer is where you type and have the little mouse and everything, um, I've also got my water out and I've got a candle burning and I've got stuff just laying everywhere on my desk that normally when I sit down, I'd be like, yeah, I can't start out like this. So let me just put everything back where it goes and then try again. <laughs> um, kind of like when I'm cooking, when I'm cooking, I will clean the dishes and put them in the dishwasher as I'm going. So I don't have to do it all at one time. Um, when I, oh, I don't know, whenever I pull out a craft or something, or I love to do woodworking, I will pull out the tools that I need. And then as I'm done, I put it away. Everything has a designated spot. Now there are times when I'm pulling out, like I said, a craft or doing some woodworking and I don't want to put them all away because it takes more time to get them out than it does to actually work on it, depending on location. So I will have a designated spot where all of my tools will go so that the next day when I come, I can continue to use them and not have to take 30 minutes to get everything out again. Um, but it's still, like I said, I have a designated cleanup spot essentially where I, it doesn't make me feel cluttered um but yeah so you just pretty much put the cleanup times in wherever you feel like it wherever feels like it fits whenever you transition to a new thing and like if you get your mail instead of putting it in 
on the table. Maybe you go put it away right away. Maybe there's some mail that you don't open, but you still have a spot where when you have time to open it, you can put it in that spot. I mean, there are so many other systems and routines that kind of go with a daily pickup, but if you at least make your areas that feel the most cluttered for you, like mine is the kitchen. I like my kitchen, the countertops to be cleaned off to an extent. Does that mean that there's stuff that just sits there all the time? Yes, but <laughs> to an extent, my kitchen countertops are cleaned off and my stove is wiped down and my table is wiped down so that when I come in in the morning, I don't feel like I have to clean that stuff off in order to start my day out. Um, so like wiping down tables and wiping down countertops and making sure the living room is picked up of toys because 90% of the time it's not my stuff in the, in the living room. It's my daughter's toys scattered everywhere. I mean, if you guys have any tips on how to keep your children from just pulling out the tote and dumping it completely out rather than just picking one or two toys out, I would love to hear that because <laughs> I've yet to teach my daughter how to do that. She just dumps it. I'm like, no, stop. Let's just pick out the one toy that we want to play with and then go from there. And she's just like, okay, I will hand you this toy now that you're distracted. Dump. <laughs> so yes, I would love to learn a system for that or tips and tricks on that. So if you have any of those, feel free to share them in the Facebook group, please. I would love some help. <laughs> um, okay, so those are my three tips. If you'd like me to dive into them more, definitely come over to the free Facebook group and join it so that we can continue this conversation or maybe there's some tips that you have in your laundry um, routine or your um, pickup routine or whatever it is that you'd like to share that maybe somebody can get some help with and keeping their house a little bit cleaner throughout the week so that they don't feel so stressed over it and I know that sweeping and vacuuming is also some things that are awesome for help which you can add in the um i've house that in the vacuum in the facebook group <laughs> if you have any tips on those and maybe i'll do another episode on this but i don't want to go much over what i already am i like to keep it around 30 minutes and we're getting to that 35 minute mark <laughs> so um uh, if you guys enjoyed this and you want me to, I would love to do another episode on this about vacuuming and maybe starting in on some deep cleaning stuff that I do throughout the week that most people would probably do on a monthly basis, but I've got lots of reasons where I have to vacuum my entire house on a weekly basis because I've got flies galore in my house still not fun. Okay. But I digress. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I hope to see you back next week on the Mama's Partnering with God podcast. Hey mama, before you head out, if this episode has blessed you in any way, would you please go and leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach, bless, and impact many other mamas the way it has you. 
I also want to personally invite you to come and join me and many other like-minded mamas over in my free Facebook group. I would love to hear your thoughts, answer your questions, and keep this conversation going. Praying God continues to bless you. See you next time.